Good afternoon, everyone. Welcome to this week's new episode of X Vlog Live. I'm your host, Mr. Boomstick XL. And folks, for the next 70 minutes, you're going to be entertained one way or another. We're going to be talking Marvel. We're going to be talking Xbox in 2023. And whether or not we believe that is a make or break year for the brand's first party all positive talk, but of course, the criticism that might come into conversation is, of course, going to be constructive, which is what we do here. And I could not have asked for a better co-host today than Pong Soul, Mr. Podcast himself. Pong, what's going on, brother? Welcome back to, well, not welcome back. Well, actually, yeah, I do. you yeah. missed Tuesday because of real <laughs> life, but you're here today. How are you feeling, brother? Ah, uh, doing good, Boom. Uh, glad I could make this one happen. Yeah, it's, you know, real life and work is getting back to normal, so it's getting crazy around here. But anytime I can jump in and make this happen, I will do so. So thank you for the invite. Happy to be here on Vlog, X-Vlog, X-Vlog, I guess we'll say it. Uh, yeah. Look, it's great. It's a great time to be talking gaming. Things are heating up. Obviously, last week's news. Uh, still continues uh, to kind of yeah. reverberate throughout the community and throughout the industry up until this point. But we got a lot to talk about, Boom. 2023 is a gigantic year for Xbox Bethesda. And uh, we, we we could dive into that, sir, because uh, there's plenty to go to and talk about. Criticism aside, there's plenty of things to look forward to. As oh, yeah. Dude, know, listen, so. that, that's yeah. the one thing that we that we can honestly say wholeheartedly without sounding like a fanboy or or or, or you know, the Earth Defense Force for Phil Spencer and company. They have a lot of games coming out. That's a confirmed fact, ladies and gentlemen. Now, granted, you know, would we like these games sooner? One thousand percent. But at the back end of the conversation, the game's got to get done. They got to be done right. And you know something? Uh, we'll again until someone writes a book or until someone actually comes out and says it, we're never going to know where these delays came from. But a lot of people, including myself, believe that this wasn't a Phil Spencer. Hey, you got to delay this. I, I think that this comes the way easily of of Todd Howard and and that and that group of people over there because they saw what the game was and they probably were very honest and, and earnest, if you will. With Phil, uh, Phil Spencer saying, "Hey, listen, Phil. We know this was supposed to be a big year. You know, we did the. It's not pen, uh, 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 pencil. It's pen. But the bottom line is that you know, working from home, uh, not being in the studio as much as we would like to be because of regulations and you know, actually real life pandemic, you know, stuff going on. We need some more time. Well, if that in fact is the case, that's fine. Twenty twenty three is going to be a banger year. There's just no doubt about it. But before we get into that." Um, obviously, you see, I got some Marvel vs. Capcom Ultimate uh, playing, and the reason why I wanted to put this this particular footage is playing in the background is because that good friend of the program, Mike Lowry, uh, he's in the chat now, wrote an incredible article which I have added to the show notes of of um, of this show. When it goes video on demand, if you want to read the article, you can. And he he posed a question, something that we've talked about Pong on this show numerous times. Uh, does Microsoft need its own superhero game? Uh, and uh, the answer is 100%. But the, what I, why I wanted to you know, use his article as a, as a springboard to what we're going to be talking about today is because of some new news that came out a couple of weeks ago from Skullsy TV, from Special Nick uh, over at Xbox Era. 
where Zenimax uh, Studios is apparently and rumored to be working on a Marvel game. And apparently Marvel has several Disney licenses uh, that they have uh, exclusive rights to to make a game for, one of which is The Mandalorian, which we're hearing. But as great as The Mandalorian game is going to be, and hopefully that's going to be like, you know, he's in the universe, but you make your own Mandalorian kind of a adventure, which would be amazing. Um, I want to talk about Marvel because obviously coming off the heels of Doctor Strange into the multiverse of madness, uh, I mean, listen, the, 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 the multiverse has been exploded open. Secret Wars is coming. There's no doubt about that. Uh, Fantastic Four is around the corner. We're going to start seeing some of our childhood dreams uh, from the comics like Secret Wars come to reality. And uh, I really want to see Microsoft get in on the ground floor. They they need to be a part of the conversation. And I'm and listen, folks, I I platinum Spider Man 2018. I'm one trophy away from platinuming uh, Mar- Miles Morales. I love Spider Man. I love Marvel. I'm going to play the f out of Wolverine when it comes on the PlayStation Five. Hopefully, I would imagine 2024 is when when I think we're going to get that game from Insomniac. But, I mean, come on. I mean, first of all, we we got 118 people here, which is awesome. Who in the chat doesn't want Microsoft to be a part of that superhero conversation? And, and of course, I want to involve everyone here. What superhero do you want? Now, selfishly, and I'm wearing a, 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 a... This shirt is old. Super old. I don't wear it very often. It's got all the... It's called Heroes. It is my, one of my favorite shirts because I'm a diehard MCU fan, right? I'm a diehard Marvel fan. And I want to see Microsoft bring their version, however that is. Is it an MMO with a story? Is it a single player? Is it a multiplayer? I actually don't care. Is it a side scroller? Doesn't matter to me. I want some Marvel goodness to come to Xbox outside of you know, a third party, everyone has it. And I know, you know, that sounds selfish, like, oh, why does it have to be exclusive? Because I want Microsoft to have their own Marvel exclusive. I don't think I need an explanation as to why that is, but I think it's time. And I think that they have an amazing relationship with Disney. And, you know, I understand that with Spider-Man specifically, that is locked behind a lot of big, big, uh, you know, deals behind the scenes when it comes to the Marvel sharing agreement with Spider-Man for the actual films. And I'm sure that there was something inked into that contract. Hey, listen, we have to have first go-to or first rights for Marvel games on PlayStation. I'm sure there's something in the contract. I I, Again, I'm I'm only uh, guessing because I've never seen the contract myself, but... Pong, let's let, let's break this down. Uh, Mike Lowey says he wants to see a Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtle exclusive. Um, now, we, now, granted, we have um, a beat 'em up coming this year. We have the Kawabanga collection coming at the first month of the, of 2023 from Konami. It's like, it's like a collection, um, so we're going to get some TMNT. But I, I hear what he's saying. Uh, it, it would be pretty. Listen, regardless of what heroes you like, whether that be Hellboy, whether that be DC, whether that be Marvel, whether it be uh, TMNT, wh- whatever, it would be nice for a character-based hero game to come to Xbox. And I think it's one of the genres that they are missing. Pong, where, where do you personally fall on seeing Microsoft 
push the envelope for this. Well, I think it's definitely a big missed opportunity if they don't try to get some kind of license out of this deal. Uh, that all this goodwill that they have with Disney, I know Sony's obviously using uh, you know Spider Man to their advantage to cut these deals, but it is time that Microsoft and Xbox jump on this train again. The MCU, for all intents and purposes, is one of the hottest, if not the hottest uh ip going right now and, and there's no reason why xbox should not have one of their own and there's plenty yes plenty, plenty of, of heroes plenty of opportunity here what about, a, you know, what about going to image and getting a spawn game correct spawn you look at that's what i that's what i kind of did when i knew we were going to talk about this topic and we've done this before boom too right when you look at the mcu or available characters out there from other people right you got to look at something that fits the Xbox mold, right? Yeah. You, you, you want it, but there's plenty of characters that do that. Now, number one, tops, and this is personal too for me. Again, I'm not the biggest superhero guy anymore. Used to be huge in the comics, but X-Men was always my favorite, right? X-Men is going to be introduced into the MCU at some point here. We know that's part of their roadmap now. The mutants are coming. Why not jump on that craze before that gets to that yep. point? Yep right and x-men xbox it works so perfect it's not even funny where you could go with marketing and all that kind of stuff so of course you know again selfishly i want the x-men to come plus multiplayer game again something that xbox is well known for it would just be phenomenal to see x-men come back in a big way on xbox right but like you said you got spawn which is outside of the marvel universe but spawn is so underutilized, it's not even funny, right? What what McFarlane created over with Spawn is something special. And for him not to have video games on a regular basis with everything that those comics have put him through and all the different situations, whether it was the medieval times or whatever the case may be, Spawn is ripe for a great, great video game. And so, yes, I agree with you. Blade. Vampires are coming back in a big way. My God, Blade fits in perfectly with xbox's kind of reputation uh they could do i mean there's they've got so many studios now that could do blade justice bloody gory dark bring it all in whatever form you want it in but blade would be huge right gambit another underutilized uh character over at marvel now we might see him come into play when x-men and mutants are introduced but a gambit standalone game with his superpowers, with all the characters, with all with all the enemies that you could introduce, the villains. Look, Gambit would be another great one. Again, what I'm saying here is, is that this this ground is fertile. Okay, whether whether it's DC or whether it's Marvel, there's a lot of opportunity here. But Marvel specifically, because of how hot that IP is, Xbox does need to get on board with this. Like you said in the beginning, whatever kind of genre you want to create. I'm down for outside of a outside of a mutant dance off kind of game or a card battle game, which we know we're getting anyways from a third party here outside of those two, whether it's third person action adventure, like the Spider-Man's like we imagine Wolverine's going to be, et cetera. Cool. MMO. Awesome. Create your own Marvel character. Join the, yeah. join the fights. Awesome. Right. RPG, let's go action RPG style, right? Let's yep. go back to the days when those were popular 
with superheroes. Let's bring those back again, right? Let's do it. Give your characters a chance to power up, become more powerful. Now we saw a failure in Avengers, right? We saw that not yeah, yet. unfortunately, but we saw triumph in right. Guardians of the Galaxy. Guardians of the Galaxy, right? There's so many different ways you can go nowadays. Again, um, I believe these rumors are true. Um, I don't think Xbox, as much as we know that Phil doesn't necessarily like licensed IP, the money is there. The industry has changed. The entertainment industry as a whole has changed. We now see crossover everywhere. Alan Wake is getting a TV show. Whoever would have thought Alan Wake, a cult classic on Xbox 360, a favorite game of mine from the 360 generation, would not only get a remake, would not only have the rights return to Remedy so that they can make a sequel, but now they're making a TV show. We see this time and time again. The yeah. Witcher blew up on Netflix, right? Who would have thought the Witcher games would have ever been turned into a hit series on Netflix? Not okay, a lot yeah. of us back in the day, but now in 2022, absolutely. That's yeah. where this content has gone. That's where these IPs are gone. So I got to believe, again, as resistant as maybe Phil has been to licensed IP in the past, they understand the direction that all of this is headed. And you've got to have those name brand IPs yes. in your ecosystem as part of the diversity, which you have done a ridiculously good job of having within Game Pass. But to have a Marvel IP directly associated with Xbox, huge win, boom, huge. Yeah, you know, look, uh, one of the things that I say about... Um about Xbox Game Pass specifically, is that it is the ultimate exclusive, right? Now, granted, Sony has their PlayStation Plus service coming, and it does, I'll put it to this way, for new players, it is a treasure trove of first-party games. For people like us who play on everything, not maybe not so much. So when I hear people or, you know, uh, even like Phil's talking about, you know, talking about getting games into Game Pass day and date, day and date is magnificent. What 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 an incredible um, um, thing to happen for game, you know, for, for, for gamers who are gaming on a budget. Right. Like if you can't afford to, um, you know, buy buy a game with Game Pass still allows you to be a part of the conversation. But my goodness, Pong. To get a Marvel exclusive, to get a hero game that is exclusive to the brand, exclusive to the Xbox and PC brand, and to be able to put that on your whatever um, you know marketing for for Game Pass, it is going to move the needle. This is what this is something that I I I hope that they are seeing. I hope that the room is being read this way because we do know, and it, Phil Spencer has said this in the past, that he's not the biggest fan of licensed IP that's not owned by, by Microsoft. And even though I understand that there's licensing fees, I understand that someone else has to get a cut of this, but to remove the... the uh, to remove heroes, you know, which are owned by everyone but Microsoft from the from the equation, seems to me to be a, a close-minded uh, mentality. And I don't think he thinks like that anymore. I think that he has seen the success of Spider-Man and Miles Morales and the excitement that came with the announcement of Spider-Man 2 and Wolverine. 
right? That's that sent the, the, the internet ablaze because guess what? Those are PlayStation 5 exclusives, and people are going to be buying PlayStations probably to play those games. So not saying that they don't have it. They don't have they have plenty of games that people will, will go out and buy an Xbox for. But man, to get a Marvel game, to get a hero game that's exclusive to your band. And I, I, and I like what you're talking about, the branding that you're talking about regarding X-Men, where you know, Xbox. It, it, it's it, it's literally will print writes itself. money. It, will <laughs> it writes itself. Money. Yeah, it literally writes itself. And, and, but- and look, boom, look, look what happened with Indiana Jones. Now, there's a debate going on whether or not Indiana Jones is a viable IP in 2022, which I can hear, right? In, a lot of kids don't know who Indiana Jones is in a lot of ways because they didn't grow up with him like we did right boom so uh, indiana jones has been on the spotlight but when they announced indiana jones benji sales put out a tweet back then i still remember when that happened that he could not believe the talk that was going on social media because you know benji always follows the, the the trends on social media and he looks at the numbers and the number of people that were searching out indiana jones for an ip that a lot of people claim is kind of a dead thing like hey yeah we all know indiana jones but indiana you know indiana hasn't been popular in a long time but people still searched it out now take that and times it by a hundred when it comes yep. to this marvel fresh ip again i think phil saw some of that like you said um you know he has come out and said that he's resistant to that that he doesn't necessarily like it but i think again in 2022 with how we see the ips kind of crossing genres whether it's tv books comics movies video games that ip is so valuable that they have to recognize that what it means to their brand to have something like that associated directly with xbox like you said boom not just third party multi-plats nothing like that but actually associated with xbox as an exclusive it is a big deal yeah, absolutely. You know what? Let me catch him some of the super chats. Uh, and uh, the first one comes from Jacob Novick, drops an outstanding and extremely generous $10 super chat and says, If I may, Marlin Gaming Nation, big YouTuber, got to, sh- got to show uh, us ex- an exclusive 10 minute gameplay of new saints row game thanks to deep silver i recommend a watch after this is over yeah that's one of those games that i hope that microsoft goes out and gets what do you what are your thoughts on that pong yeah they got to do something right boom um again again the criticism has been lost in a lot of ways a lot of people hear criticism and automatically think that you're in the camp of get rid of phil or you know this is this is all phil's problem this is all xbox's problem they don't know what they're doing they have mismanagement all that kind of stuff we can have those conversations, right? But the but the real criticism comes down to what are you going to do now with this gaping, gigantic yeah. hole yeah. that has to be filled with something because you can't, with a Game Pass, just say, oh, well, well, we'll care about it next year, right? It'll all come back around. You can't do that with a Game Pass. A subscription service needs content consistently and a star field was something that was going to drive those numbers now again looking at the landscape third party wise there's not a whole lot out there boom that's going to garner yeah this this year is very light with third party it is very light but what you do have is you got a gotham's night a gotham nights you do have a saints row again 
not going to fill that hole by any stretch of the imagination, but you have to go make that attempt again, whether or not they can do it for me again, it's overpay. You're in a tough spot. Yeah. They're going, they know that the publisher, yeah, they're going to get other, you. These other entities know Microsoft. They're going to get of, you. They, yeah. they kind of painted themselves into a corner. Didn't Correct. They? And, and that's where I want to see. That's why to me, the hype of June 12th for me has cooled off because of Starfield. Everybody who listens yeah. to this channel here knows how I feel yeah. about Starfield and Todd Howard. Okay. So the hype for me has come down because I know Starfield's not until next year. Okay. Am I still hyped? Of course I am. But now it's turned more to curiosity about, yeah. and again, I've said on other shows and here that I don't blame necessarily Phil for what happened for Starfield. That's a Todd Howard decision. I think that there was probably was some That's definitely from Pete Hines and Todd Howard sat down and had a conversation. I, and yeah. I think there was mutual conversation. I still believe there's a chance that Todd sat, you know, Phil down and said, look, we're going to show you what we can release in November of this year. And then I'm going to give you an idea of what this could be if we can get an extension on this and delay it. I, I still think that that was a possible conversation and they take, took a look at it together when they were out there and Phil and everybody kind of made the decision. Hey, let's delay it. We want the full boat. When the Starfield comes out, we don't want this to be a scenario where we're still adding things like halo infinite to the game. As we go, we yeah. want this to be the most complete experience possible. I still think that's the thing. But what I was going to say is, is in regards to this, is that I don't blame Phil per se on the Starfield thing. I think there has been some history here that we now can kind of ask some questions, but the real deal is with Phil and his team is what they do June 12th. This has now become a curiosity. Yeah. How do you pivot at this major juncture, right? When you have some bad news, how do you pivot talks a lot or says a lot about your leadership capabilities and the team that you have built that so far has been doing a phenomenal job yeah. with a lot of different hard to deal with situations, whether it was a pandemic or Halo Infinite being delayed or whatever the case, they've done a phenomenal job of kind of navigating those rough waters. Well, now you got maybe one, some of the roughest waters you've ever been in. How do you perform how do you pivot? How do you react to this situation? And June 12th is going to be where we find that out. So I think that's why it's turned to more curiosity for me to see how this big Xbox ship kind of gets through these rough waters and comes out on the other side. And June 12th will be a lot of answers. So. Yeah, you know, it's it's um, the thing with June 12th is now it's 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 gone from, you know, Hey, it's you know it's E three time or you know it's it, it's video game talk time to, you know, and I said this last night. Um, Microsoft was already up against a significant amount of pressure, right? They already had uh, the everyone expecting, um, uh, uh, you know, uh, because of last year's ten out of ten show, which most people believed it was. Um, I would even dare say, Pong, that it was probably their best show in the brand's history. I would dare say that I would stand on that stone, Agreed. right? Agree. Yeah. Um, and now, this is the year coming off of last year's Publisher of the Year, 
right? right? Lots of games. They, I mean, last year's output, even though we, we understand that some of them were delayed the year before, and this is what we're expecting 2023 to look like, which we're going to get into momentarily. It was what a lot of people, including myself, believed the start of a new era of Xbox. It was supposed to be the jumping off uh, 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 spot where these no more waiting games shenanigans was over. And even though 2022 was considered, you know, quote unquote, light, they had a bunch of really good games coming to Xbox, the world. The world kind of ruined some things. Obviously, Stalker 2, which we're hearing is still coming out in December. That's where we hear they're back to development. You know, that was supposed to release already. That's supposed to be their that one of their big, their big exclusive. Now, whether that was timed or not, we don't know specifically how long it's timed, but it was timed, it was going to be a big one. And there was something, something hearts that was supposed to come out also. That was from a Russian studio, obviously got delayed for a lot of obviously real world issues. Um, and, uh, you know, so on top of the pressure of at least bringing a 10 out of 10 show to match what you did last year, they now have the delay. So it is a monster hill that they're going to have to climb. Now, one of the things that we don't know, Pong, which is very interesting because they're not talking. And of course, they're kind of letting things die out a bit. We don't personally know if this delay for Starfield and Redfall actually changed the show. Right. Like we, because I mean, if you look at all of their marketing, Pong, it's all marketed to Starfield. So that's are why we, we think s- this was, hence why we think this was a last minute decision. Yeah. There's no so, way they would have yeah. created that marketing otherwise. Yeah. Right. So this is, so they, they look, no one is suggesting here that the, the show is going to be terrible. No. Uh, at least I'm certainly not. I'm expecting no. some big surprises. I'm hoping that we do get some first party uh, surprise releases that maybe weren't on schedule but now that there's a gaping hole, they're going to put it in. And I, I, one of the running things, and I want to get your opinion on this as we're on this t- topic. That's my opinion. I think that they have two games to replace it. But some people are in the camp to say, well, why would they remove two announced games and put into place two unannounced games? And I say that, Pong, my, my answer to that question is because, well, they have so many games in development that there's going to come a point where games are literally going to have to be held so they don't eat each other's lunch. Right. Maybe that was the case today. And again, it's speculation town, you know, our favorite place to be. Am I on to something or, at, or, or am I out of my mind? Oh, boom. Are they ready to start doing that yet is the biggest question. Because you're right, but we've talked about that plenty as well, that there's a time and place that with all of these studios and all the content that they're going to be able to shift things. And sometimes they're going to have to shift things and they're going to be able to go to two studios and say, okay, which one of you is more polished than the other one? Okay. You're coming out in March. We're pushing the other one till, you know, August, go ahead and keep polishing and keep fixing up things and make it the best, most beautiful game that you ever got. They're going to be able to do that stuff. And eventually when something like a Starfield does happen and there is a delay, they're going to be able to say, okay, we've got a and B lined up. Let's slot B in. Let's go. Let's go. Let's go. We're fine. 
are they ready this year to start doing that? That's a gigantic question, Boom. I personally say no. Um, again, I put it out there on Twitter that if Avowed was ready, that'd be a freaking fantastic place. That now, would be again, a monster release. Again, I understand. We just got word that they switched over to UE5. I understand all of that. It was just a thought because, because Avowed was going to show last year at the E3. They were going to show off what they had been doing. Now, the question is, that team over Obsidian are wizards, okay? What happens if they had access to UE5 when Coalition first got access to UE5, which we know was way before the official launch of Unreal 5 because Microsoft has a fantastic relationship with Epic. So what happens if they had access? And what happens if Coalition sent in a special group to help out Obsidian get everything swapped over? I still, again, it's the longest of long shots, but I said that personally. So I'm kind of in your same boat. I think they could potentially have something unannounced ready to go for November. And I hope that's the case, boom, because that will you know, ease some of the pain from losing Starfield for sure, especially if yeah. it's a first party triple A game. But I don't think so. I think we chances are more likely that we may have one or two smaller games that are ready to come out, like Josh Sawyer's game or whatever the case may be, might be ready to go this year. And so we certain might get affinities some, game, certain uh, which, affinities which is, game, which is yep. obviously the battle royale yes. aspect of Halo Infinite that might be ready to go. They've right. been working on that for a couple of years, and we know certain affinity knows their business, so yep. maybe. Yeah, maybe. Again, you're going to have to lean into that stuff. And I've said, boom, from the get-go, look, if you if you don't have a big plan B, and you can't cut a deal for one of these big games. Now, again, I've seen people bring it up in the chat, and this has been floating around there. You know, it we're unsure whether or not Sony actually has Modern Warfare 2 marketing. You know, right it's now. funny. <laughs> yeah, you know, yeah. I see that. I see that yeah. floating around because there was a slide for with their with their future for marketing for 2022, and everything but Call of Duty was on there. Cor- correct. Right. So tomorrow morning on yeah. Breakfast with Boom, we are going to be covering that and several other big Xbox topics. Um. And uh, that that is one worthy of a, you know, a nice 20, 30 minute conversation yeah. because, you know, uh, who was it that said it last night? I think it might have been Everborn Saga. Maybe Sony pulled out of the marketing because they have to spend all that money. And mm. obviously, uh, you know, we, we know moving forward that Call of Duty is probably going to be associated with Xbox and they have quite a few marketable games that they're releasing this year that have the branding. Um, Hogwarts being one of the big ones. Yep. Um, and they have the marketing rights to that. They have the marketing rights to um, what else? Oh, uh, uh, for uh, for spoken. For spoken is yeah, another one. Square. Yep. Uh, now again, we don't know for sure, but Final Fantasy 16 is supposed to release this year. That's another big one. Um, so maybe they're looking at marketing marketing dolls and saying, hey, maybe we don't want to spend that kind of money because we know that eventually next year or the year after yeah. that, well, hey, it's going to be an Xbox Game Pass thing. Maybe we should get out now and save that marketing dollars for something else. And if that turns out to be true, boom, if that turns out to be true, Microsoft needs to pay itself 
whatever hundreds of billions of dollars it would take to Activision Blizzard because they are paying themselves at this point. Technically, (laughs) yes. Eventually, yes. Just pay it and get it in day one in Game Pass. If you can announce at June 12th, Call of Duty Modern Warfare 2 is coming to Game Pass. It would break the internet, my friend. Look, it would it would solve everything that we've talked about that Starfield's whole created and Redfall to a lesser degree. I, we always skip out on Redfall, but you know, Starfield that's was we, the have, we don't know really. Yeah, we, we know don't what know. Redfall is, right. but we don't really know. Yeah, correct. So, but yeah. that would fill a lot of that hole left by Starfield if you can say Call of Duty: My Warfare Two. The hype around that game already is insane. We talked about this year being well, supposed down to be year the best Vanguard. looking and playing Call of Duty of all time. All time, the biggest one that they've ever made. People are starting to leak thir- certain things about this game, but Modern War- Warfare again, just the just just the name alone because of how well received the last one was and again, the history with Modern Warfare's yeah. Modern Warfare 2 is going to be colossal release this year and if they could secure that boom i don't care what it costs because you're paying yourself just pay it even if it winds up not going through the activision blizzard deal it'd be worth it just to have that on game pass day and day that yeah. would be huge so again there's things they can do but whatever the case may be boom they have to lean into this if there is no plan b if they don't have any other first party titles big first party titles ready to go then you have to lean into this and say look 2022 Motorsport, we hope you're there. Great. But outside of that, look, 2022 is a lost year. And you got to lean into it June 12th and you got to sell hopes and dreams, brother. You got to lay. Look, we've heard that the potential from Randall Thor is that all almost every single first party uh, studio was ready with something for this showcase that gave Phil and his team something. Look. You open up the Christmas presents boom at this yep. point. If you've got nothing else, Christmas sell and hopes and dreams because gamers have a short-term memory. Right. Will it be the same? Will that will that, that impression that Starfield is still not there and you didn't have anything else for this year outside of maybe motorsport? Will that still linger after the show? Of course it will. But if you blow everybody out of the water and you open up some future presents that are further down the road than just next year, which I know they want to hold this to within the next 18 months usually – Look, if you release some of those presents and some of that stuff is looking absolutely ridiculously good, gamers have short-term memories, the impression will be, yeah, 2022 is going to suck. It's just wait longer again. But look what we have. Look what we have coming. We know this is coming now. So basically what you're you're suggesting is for Microsoft to create a year of dreams as Sony did in 2016. Correct. If you got nothing, if, again, that's if you don't have anything outside of a motorsport and maybe a third party deal, maybe Gotham Knights, maybe Saints Row, whatever the case may be. If that's all you got, then you lean into this boom and you just say hopes and dreams, baby. Look, final year of this nonsense. We full bore 2023, 2024, 2025 are going to be ridiculous for all of you. We are past this now, but 2022, unfortunately, is a lot. But you just lean into that future. You just lean yeah. in. Well, we're gonna we're gonna get into that momentarily. Uh, what twenty twenty three, uh, the the uh, how how important that is. Uh, we're gonna get into that. Uh, but let me catch up with some of the super chats. JC Collar Moreau drops a very generous two dollars super chat and says, "Boom and Pong should be characters in the next Mortal Kombat game." Yes, please. I will. I'd be more than happy to uh, sign that contract. No problem. What uh, would be my special 
ability. Talking people's ears off. That's what I would do. I, you know what? I think that's what <laughs> that my when fatality. You, when you put us together. That is the that's the that that is the conundrum because we both like to talk. My wife says I'm long winded, and she's 100 percent correct in saying so. Um, Viper XT drops a very generous five dollars super chat and says we'll be at uh we'll be at the Xbox Fan Fest in Toronto. Oh, congratulations, dude! Looking forward to meeting many of the community. Might even uh, catch a glimpse of exclusive pong and mag uh, <laughs> but mag for sure that that is definitely for sure uh that's and if you got the, the, the notifications are going out for fan fest specifically for you know all of the areas but i saw a couple of people i think fuzzy and psychonauts actually yes. got uh got picked which is congratulations on them i mean that's that's freaking huge man i mean i went to fan fest in 2019 and it is just it's amazing uh, Kirby Zero Louise drops a very generous five dollars super chat and says, "Does MS really get to say that they don't want to license games when Forza exists? Forza Motorsport Seven recently had to be pulled from sales and Xbox Game Pass because of licensing issues." Yeah, I mean, I, I but you see, that's probably right there where, um, uh, you know, my, uh, Phil doesn't that that's where his dis distaste or uh, dislike of licensing comes into play because at some point a game is going to be pulled for music or for and, a character or something. And look at the mess they had from the 360 era with all the licensing issues with like, you know, with all the games that we've talked about that we love for Microsoft to come, you know, bring back and Phil has gone, look, the licensing is so screwed up on all that stuff. It's really hard to lock down an IP and not have issues in the future if you want to use that IP to get long-term. And we've talked about it. Again, if they're going to go after WB or whatever the case may be, they got to lock down those licensing. Well, to lock down that licensing for 20 years, it's going to cost a ton. And it's very yes. hard to do because yeah, people don't want to do that. Yes. Yeah. Yes. Hey, one shout out. Uh, Psychonauts is in the chat. Good, good friend of this program. Great up, friend Psycho. of the community. Uh, actually, a, a, a founding member of your show on Fridays, uh, uh, which is uh, great to have him here. Big shout out to BitCloud Gaming, my brother. He says, hit the like button. Yes, indeed. We have almost 300 people here, folks. Please, for the love of Jehovah, hit the like button. But uh, let me let me make sure I'm caught up. Uh, oh, BitCloud Gaming. He drops a very generous $2 super chat and says, my brother. Well, well, what up? Salute. Hit the like button. Indeed. Thank you so much for the generosity. Pong. Let's get into it. Uh, this is a topic that's going to have a bunch of emotion, a lot of, of speculation town uh, adjectives thrown into the conversation. Um, 2023 is expected to potentially be, uh, and not just for Microsoft, folks, 2023 is expected to potentially rival 2007 now if you're an og like us 2007 is by far one of the most and biggest game years in the history i'm getting goosebumps folks a history of gaming you had games like bioshock and mass effect and uh and and and, and so many others come to 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 console and I, to this day, as great as we've had so many years, that it's been fantastic. You look back and you're like, my God, I don't have time for gaming. But that particular year, folks, 
that year has not been challenged as of yet, right? Well, 2023 is supposed to be one of, if not the biggest years for the industry. But I want to take the industry out of the conversation and I want to focus specifically on Xbox. Right now, the ABK deal is 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 being worked on expected to close potentially early a late very very late this year very early next year right once that deal closes microsoft is going to find themselves upwards of 34 studios right two of the games that are being uh that are going to be coming to xbox game pass day and date next year is going to be overwatch 2 and diablo 4 right now, those IPs, see, I'm not an Overwatch guy, so it, it, does it really mean a lot to me? No, but Mrs. Boom and I, well, we're Diablo people, and she loves, I mean, she's, she, we've, we've beaten Diablo three, three times, and she absolutely loves it. Um, so she's looking forward to four. But now, Pong, we know for an absolute fact that Starfield and Redfall 2023, that's four games. Avowed might be a game that comes out next year. Hellblade 2, potentially holiday of next year. And again, some people are suggesting early 2024, but you, you know, we got to yep. throw it into the conversation. Yep, do. It has been in development for many, 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 many years. So I'm no mathematician, folks, but now you're talking upwards of six plus. Uh, first party games, and I haven't really what's that contraband? Contraband <laughs> is another one. Yep. Um, so now we have to talk about the importance of 2023 for Xbox, right? Um, am I calling it the make or break year for the brand? No, because the brand is around there, they've invested heavily. Game Pass is 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 a thing. Again, I know that the quote unquote listed amount is 25 million. King David and I have a few, a few, uh, you know, insider information that we believe it's closer to 30. And again, I'll die on that hill. That's fine. Um, they have a lot going for them. Pong, I, I really want to get the, get your personal opinion on the importance mm. of next year. Uh, next year, uh, again, I've seen people say it's make a break for them as Xbox fans. And are they wrong for saying that? Absolutely not. If if Microsoft has not earned your dollar, stop paying them. That means stop buying their games, stop buying their consoles, stop buying their sub, sub, subscription service. If you feel that they're not they're not earning your fifteen dollars a month, then you as a consumer need to put your foot down and say nay. I'm no longer gonna I'm I'm no longer gonna support this emerald green brand because they keep disappointing. I can't say that. They have earned my money, and, I, and I'm happy every month with Xbox Game Pass because, like I said, as a retired guy, there isn't money just hanging on trees in the backyard. I, I literally have to make sure that I'm, I'm paying everything first before I spend money on gaming, and Xbox Game Pass allows me to – I'm not a grazer like Pong. Pong's a, an admitted grazer. He goes here, he goes there, he goes here, like a, like, you know, like a forest animal, which is great. I'm like a grizzly bear. I just, I get into a game and I tear through it and I move on to the next one. Um, 
And Game Pass allows me to do that, which is great. See, and from two perspectives, he's from a grazing perspective. Game Pass is fantastic for him. From it's a, a treasure bear, yeah, it's a, tra- <laughs> a treasure trove for a grizzly bear like me who sees a game, gets into the game, and just like right now, I'm about to hit level 81 in the Halo Season Two Battle Pass. 81. I'm I'm close. I will finish that battle pass this weekend. I'm telling you right now. And then I'm going to get back to battle pass one because I only got to level 52, and I'm loving it. Um, Pong, let's let's reel this back in. Uh, 2023 mm-hmm. level of importance for Xbox. Mm-hmm. They know it. We know it. This community. We have 300 people here in the chat. They know it. They want it. What are your thoughts, brother? How important, how monstrous does this year need to be? Not have to be, need hmm. to be for Xbox. Yeah, like you started out by saying, boom, next year. Well, we we already knew 2023 was looking to be one of the best years in video game history from across the board, whether it's Nintendo, Sony, or Xbox. We knew that was going to be all guns blazing. Uh, hopefully the chip shortages will be relaxing at that point. I know there's been talk that maybe till 2024, but let's hope. Let's hope next year is when everybody starts getting being able to produce the consoles that they need to produce to supply demand, right? Um, so again, next year is going to be huge for everybody, but Xbox in particular. Look, let's look at this at a high level from Phil's standpoint and above. Phil convinced Satya to do this with Game Pass and got the blank checkbook because Game Pass drives not just Xbox, but it drives the Azure servers, it drives xCloud uh, adoption, it drives so much for Microsoft as a corporation. That's why Phil is now CEO of Microsoft Gaming. They are all in. But again, bottom line, bottom dollars is based upon a lot, based upon how quickly they can grow Game Pass and what kind of lead they can get. Not having first-party games is not the end of the world in any way, shape, or form. Xbox is not going to be the in the position they found themselves in 2017 prior to Phil taking over and convincing everybody that there was a way forward. They are not going to find themselves in that position again. However... They are going to find them in the position of stagnation if they don't get their first parties in line because first fantastic parties- point. Please elaborate. Yes. To, to, yes. And, and again, I want people to understand. And I, and I man, I, I really hate having to give an explanation because you know you get people. Listen, folks, if you ever want to, if you ever want to feel complete dejection, if you ever want to feel uh, uh, discontent, do a YouTube channel. Put on a show on a weekly basis and then take the time to read the, the comments. I had 18 comments from last night's show and I don't know, 13 of them were complete rubbish because the amount of ridiculousness that comes into these uh, keyboard cowards, it cannot be believed. So I, I, I want to say that this isn't a pile on session. This is, we're all Xbox fans, and we have every goddamn right to question, you know, a, a, a mistake or three. You know, whether it's a mistake and you believe it or not, I hear you. If, you, if you're, you're okay with whatever they're going to put in your plate, you're going to eat it. But we, as consumers, have a right to be critical. We don't have to be a-holes about it. We can have a good conversation like we're having right now, but Pong, please continue. Yes, sir. First parties, first party titles 
okay, depending on what they are, are a factor in creating an identity for your platform. Okay, pure and simple. Now, yep. some of that has been washed away a little bit because of Xbox, you know, and, and Phil deciding to put everything on PC game game, you know, day and date and all that good stuff, right? He's he's kind of de-emphasized first party in a way, but to the wider audience, when people think of Xbox, they want to associate with something like Halo, like Gears, right? Like Forza. That association is very strong, okay? And that branding is very strong. And that's why you need those first-party titles hitting your subscription service. Now, third-party titles, right? Your, your mass appeal titles are going to be your main driving force. And let me tell you, they closed this Activision Blizzard deal they got one of the biggest driving forces in the history of video games Indeed. in Call of Duty. Yep. Which will then, even if it stays multi-platform, which we all at this point expect. At the, like I said, honestly, who cares? You're getting cares? a Game Pass day and date. You know, who day cares? and date Game Pass. When people walk into the stores and they're making that buying decision for the first time in 2023, do I go PlayStation? Do I go Xbox? And every single salesperson and a lot of the main of the wider audience that's not in this community even starts to hear that Xbox now controls Call of Duty. That association will drive those sales. So they got a big ace up their sleeves with this Activision Blizzard deal. But overall, when we're talking about the grand scheme of things, you have to provide first party home runs for your subscription service to drive that awareness, to drive that mind share through the roof that when people invest in the ecosystem of Game Pass, which again is why currently Phil has the open checkbook from Satya seemingly, is because Game Pass is what they see 10 years down the road, 15, 20 years down the road, reaching 2 billion, 3 billion people, as crazy as that sounds. Those are the numbers that right now allow Phil to do what he's doing. That green light $70 billion deals like Activision Blizzard. So you don't want to have that stagnation happen. You don't want to have the word start trickling outside of this community to the wider audience. Ooh, Xbox really hasn't been given anything lately. Like, yeah, they got a lot of third parties, a lot of indie stuff. It's cool. You know, they make some big deals here and there for, you know, a, you know for a third party game but we're not seeing any first party stuff. We're not seeing any of that Starfield. We're not seeing any of those big games come into the service. Once that starts happening, then that slows everything down. And that's again, they want to hit bigger and bigger numbers. They want to get that lead so far ahead of Sony and that subscription service that they're the Netflix and then Sony's playing catch up, right? That's what they want. They have the advantage. 2023 is going to drive home that advantage. So they cannot have another year. Like I said, the criticism is fair. There is a history here. We've heard some word out of certain studios. There is a lot of things that have happened previously that can make you kind of scratch your head and say, Ooh, is there something bigger going on here? But 2023 can wipe that all away. Again, 100%. Boom, just, Boom just listed off all the games. Phil has promised and said their main goal is one AAA first-party title per quarter. They have the studios to do that. Now, we haven't gotten that, and this year has been, again, so far, from what we know, let's say Motorsport comes out, cool, that will be one AAA game this year that comes out of the first-party studios. That's not even close to one per quarter. However, 2023, 
with all the games that Boom just listed off, we technically, and I think that Xbox should, they should hold nothing back next year. Because again, next year's holiday is going to be a key turning point, I believe, in this entire generation. When all three companies, and again, Nintendo's on their own, so I just throw them in there because they still are a player. But they're on their own. They, 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 they do what they do. Between Sony and Xbox, next holiday is going to determine a lot of this generation because they both should be fired, be firing on all cylinders at that point. So I don't think you hold back any ammo. If all of those things are available, if Hellblade 2 is ready to rock and roll next holiday, you drop it, right? You do that because then next year you're looking at potentially by the end of the year, one game every two months, which we knew they could hit at some point. And while I'm not even throwing in the Activision Blizzard stuff, which who knows what else they've got in the works. Of that, that, look, all jokes aside, yeah. like I said, now, we're, you know, now that we're having this conversation, I, I'm getting excited because yeah. there is going to come a point. Uh, we talked about this very briefly, but being I have you here, Pong, I, I definitely want I, I to touch on it because you, you just brought up a great point. There is going to be a, a point in time where they literally, Pong, have so many studios and so many games. They may actually have to shelf a game because yes. they don't want to drop it after because then what what starts happening? What what we what we never ever ever want to see happen in gaming again is what happened to Titanfall 2. Right. Folks, I'm here to tell you. That if you skipped out on Titanfall 2, because maybe you know the first one was multiplayer and it wasn't your bag, I implore you as a gamer, as someone that I believe you trust, take go, go to your couch, shake it out, get the change, because that's what you can pick up Titanfall 2 for. And if you have Xbox Game Pass, you get EA Play, you can download it. Boom, I'll be the, right back. I gotta grab these dogs. Yeah, bro, yeah, brother. The best single player story. I think in first-person history. I, I would dare say it's probably one of the best. Uh, and you know what? What happened to that game? That game is a, a very, very sad story, ladies and gentlemen. What happened? Somehow, the marketing geniuses at EA decided to take Titanfall 2 and literally sandwich it between Call of Duty and Battlefield. And it got decimated. And to this day, there are some people in this community be like that 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 I have suggested, hey, go uh, go go try Titanfall two. And they hit me up in a DM or they reach out to me on social media. My God, boom, you were right. This is absolutely incredible. And that's what we don't want to ha see happening to any of Microsoft's first party games. Um, and, um, Pong, I'm glad you're back, brother, because I'm, I'm going to, yeah. uh, you know, obviously Titanfall, Travesty of Justice, yep. it got sandwiched between Call of Duty and Battlefield, and it died on the vine. We don't want to see that happen to any Microsoft first-party games no. because, well, we want their games to succeed in both critical reception as well as commercial success, uh, uh, you know, success. Um, how, how, I mean, so, so. Just, just on, you know, I, I guess I can call it guesstimation math. Microsoft might actually have anywhere between six and eight games they could release next year, and that's not even, you know, second or third party deals or even indie games. Correct, correct, and and you're right. Boom, they do have to be careful. 
they're going to have kind of a conundrum to start out the year. If Avowed's ready to rock and roll, let's say so. Yeah. Well, listen, look, you know, speaking yeah. of Avowed, that team, yeah. that 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 Obsidian team, you know, they put out um, Fallout New Vegas in 18 months. Mm-hmm. One of the best of the entire four. They even did it better than Bethesda. I'm, like I, I said, they're wizards over there at Obsidian. Yeah, they, there, and there and, is no doubt about it. And so they, it, they don't it, have to be micromanaged either. Nope. They run their tight ship and they do everything quality. And that's what we want out of Xbox. And that's why I'm happy for the delays. Again, this has never been about the delays. But to get back to topic, again, to your point, Boom, they will have this conundrum with Avowed if it's ready to go early next year. Because you have Starfield supposedly going to be ready in the first half. Now, what if... Because you've made this kind of statement that you're going to give the fans Starfield, which there was a huge portion of us hyped that we'll play it this year. Now we got to wait some more. Do you push Starfield to fall next year to avoid tripping over Avowed? Because again, Avowed needs to breathe. When you have RPGs, and we know Microsoft and Xbox now own most of the Western RPG market between their teams. We know that there's like between like in exile, obsidian, uh, Bethesda, we've got at least probably three, four RPGs at Fable. I forgot about Fable coming within the next three years, two to three years. So you've got to space those big RPGs out. You don't want them on top of each other, but that's what we talked about. Boom. There is going to come a time and place and a point and maybe starting next year. Now that all of these delays have happened, that Microsoft actually has the ability. Phil has the ability to look at the big board and say, look, here's our calendar year. We want at least one per quarter. Well, shoot, we got eight. We got eight right now. What are we going to do? Are we going to release one every two months? Well, we can't have Avowed and Starfield close. So we got to separate those two. And then they can start looking at the individual teams and the individual games and make sure the diversity is there in their lineup as they release these first-party titles. And they can move things around. And again, if one team all of a sudden comes out of the blue and says, look, Phil, look, we were on schedule, but look, this happened, this happened. We want to be able to get this fixed. And Phil's going to be like, okay, no problem. Move you out. Move this one over here. We're good. That's what is going to happen. But next year has to be the year. And again, I would not hold back any ammo next year if the chip shortage is over with. If you are producing consoles at a huge clip, if you've got the puck out, you have announced the puck and the puck is out. xCloud is growing, right? And Game Pass kind of stagnated at the end of 2022 because of the holes left by Starfield and Redfall. I think you give it all and you just say, look, we're going to space this stuff out. We're not going to have anybody tripping over each other, but we're going to get all this out one game every two months, because if next year comes along, and I don't see the say this lightly, folks, if next year comes along and we have another beginning first half of the year where we don't get a title, there's an issue. If we get a year where all of a sudden other things start getting delayed again, and we don't see one first party title per quarter. Questions have to be asked. hundred percent. What's, yeah. what's going on? And again, this isn't this isn't doom and gloom. This is just some serious questions have to be. Some people are asking the questions now, which is fair. Again, there's a history here. You could start asking those questions now. For me, as a gamer, I'm fine. I'm good. But this just wait longer stuff has to go away. 
at it, some that, point is going to be a, a the, the 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 term enough is enough right has to right be because rendered. like you said yeah. boom like you said earlier right this has been a meme that's been going around for a long time and this year with starfield especially was supposed to be the start of the actual new xbox era yep this is year two of a brand new generation and now we have a year that again not saying doom and gloom but from a first party standpoint is a lost year you don't have that in your second year of a generation launch especially after your first launch was supposed to come with halo and that had to be delayed a year you can't have this continuation of that. Starfield was supposed to be the ending point of the old stuff and the beginning point of the new Xbox era where from there on out, everything was going. And now that's been lost. So next year, you got to come. You have to prove that all these studios are back up and running. They've got their stuff together, that there aren't any issues, and that you're going to start having that cadence of releases that yep. you talked about years ago when you started making all these acquisitions. And again, there's no more excuses in 2023. That Again, I, I again, there's some people who say no more excuses now. I understand you. I totally do. If I wasn't yeah. the gamer that I was, if I was just the gamer that only played exclusives or only was looking forward to triple A home runs from first party from first party studios, I would be in that same boat right now going, what is going on around here? But I'm not. Luckily yeah. at me as a gamer, I play everything like Boom said. Yeah, I'm, great. Me too. Yep. So I'm good. I'm good for this year. But next year, even if I'm still good on games, if these first parties aren't producing then there has to be some questions asked because again, without that, you're not driving forward game pass and game Pass is what has allowed you to get to this point in this turnaround, this massive turnaround for Xbox. That is nothing short of miraculous from where they were at one point. And Phil deserves a lot of that credit. Again, he says it's about the team and he's right. But again, being the quarterback of Xbox, he gets all the praise and he also takes all the heat, and he Correct. doesn't want it any other way. So, again, 2023, it's put up or shut up time for Xbox from my standpoint. You guys got to show that you are ready for the the, the big time yeah. to, to be playing in this industry. You're changing things. You're creating your own kind of field right now with your own rules that other people have to come over and play with you. But you got to be ready for that. You grew extremely fast yep. out of necessity. Yeah. Right. You you did what you had to do to get yourself here. Now you got to put it all together. Now Can I, I want to I want to add something to this this commentary because yeah. I think what you're saying is not only uh, remarkably important to this conversation we're having. One of the things that they can have happen is to forfeit an entire six month block, meaning the first right. half of every year. No. Right. You 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 can't keep doing that. And 2023 is setting itself up to potentially be bookend or book-ended by two big games. Now, in 2017, Nintendo released the, uh, the the Switch, right? And they released two games that year. They opened up the Switch's life with, of course, Breath of the Wild, and they book-ended that year with Mario Odyssey. Both high 96-plus meta games, both highly regarded by everyone, industry, gamers, uh, you know, people that sell the games commercially, it they were two monster successful games. Microsoft has an opportunity, Palm, to potentially bring 
the millions of gamers that are already here and the potential new millions of gamers that will come if they could bookend a year like 2023 with Starfield up front avowed at the back end. Could you imagine that would be, and then you sprinkle in all of these other games, you know, your, you know, your, your Diablo four, which is going to be now first. It's going to be massive. It is. It, could be the year of years for xbox but they need to have that we talked about it last night the cadence the cadence needs to get tightened up you need to be better with giving us games on a on on a, a consistent basis and phil spencer has talked about that himself he knows that we want better and he wants to deliver and i think that next year is i and again i I hate to be in that camp. Wait till next year. Wait till next year. But unfortunately, last one. <laughs> we we are well. According to K. Asante, who's a good good friend of this program, yeah. great friend of the community, awesome. um, says that we have to wait until June. We have to patiently wait to see what they bring to the table. Right. Are they going to bring some new games that that were scheduled potentially for next year that were ready that they're moving forward? We don't know. And real quick, Victor Allistein, good friend of the program, he drops a $5 Super Chat Pong, and he says, Tonobu Itagaki of Ninja Gaiden Black fame has opened a Twitter account to talk about his new game there. This is surprising, this close to June 12th. I mean, he came out a couple of, uh, I think, was it last year? year? Yeah, last year. And he said, hey, listen, buy my studio. I want to work with Xbox. (laughs) So maybe... You know, because I'm sure he's he's friends with Phil Spencer, and I'm sure that then maybe that's that would be a, a great audience to try and, and and snag. There's no doubt about it. I know our super chat has come in. Uh, let me just see. Uh, yeah, we have a uh, King One Supreme. Um, welcome to the channel, brother. He drops a very generous two dollars super chat and says, "Have um, uh, Starfield in June of 23 and avowed in fall of 20 uh, of 2023. It's that that's a that's right. a strong six month or five five or six month block. I would love to see. And again, I upon being that you're a Starfield guy, uh, being that you're a God Howard guy, mm-hmm. the date that uh, that on your show that Rain, Steel Rain talked about, which I think is you know so, so, something about Todd and dates. Yeah, that's his yeah, thing. He does he it loves <laughs> very specific dates? Three twenty-three twenty-three. Yep. To me, yep. folks, and to Steel Rain and to Pong, yep. seems like that would be the perfect date for Starfield. Now, November, uh, obviously, eleven, eleven, twenty-three, uh, twenty-two is when the game was supposed to come out. Is December, January, February, March enough time to do what they need to do? I I couldn't tell you. I'm not a developer. I have literally no idea where this game is. Is four months enough? Now, and I say four months, four months from the time of release, as opposed to it being, remember, folks, we're, we're still, we're not even at the half year mark yet. We're, we're still in May, mid-May, as a matter of fact. So you put the rest of the year, which is seven months. You add the additional four months. Is thirteen months, Pong? I mean, at thirteen months, is is um, is eleven months enough to get Starfield to that date? I, Again, it I depends what the problem was, right? Boom. That's the thing that we'll never know was. is yeah. the actual problem that caused this. Whether it was adding features that they wanted to have in that they weren't going to have ready, 
or whether they came up, you know, against some bugs that they weren't expecting that they knew they couldn't fix by November, that they were going to have to go back and re-scrub and, and, re, and redo the programming. Whatever the case was, we'll never know. But yes, I would hope so, Boom. Again, I want to play this before my birthday next May. Uh, I'd love to be playing it by then. So March 23, 23 is the date. It's a Thursday. It works out. I can guarantee you with Todd and his fascination with dates, that's got to be one that he's got marked down. Um, I guess we'll just have to wait and see. They're not ready to give us a date, obviously. They, they said first half of next year. So they're not ready to commit, and they're not going to commit this time until they are 100% sure. But I'm sure that team and him are shooting or something early and like i said it would make a lot of sense to microsoft and xbox to have it early next year to fill that gap that we've all said is a problem the first half of the year is nothing well you couldn't drop a bigger game than starfield in the first half of the year and uh well that that that, that, that quarter pong that that quarter of the year has been not only a very very popular location for games like god of war like horizon like many many games Elden Ring. That first quarter <laughs> yes yes so it it seems right now if it if it's true i mean you know uh dark zones is saying 11 11 23 yeah i th- Listen, I would shock me not. I would shock you. It's it's too much. It's it. My heart can't take it. To be honest with you. <laughs> yeah, Real the world's got to survive for that much longer, which is a bigger much. issue. <laughs> uh, Kaizu in the chat uh, drops um, a comment. He says, "Spider-Man Two, God of War, maybe Redfall, Breath of the Wild, Two, Diablo Four, Overwatch Two, Starfield, Avowed, Project Midnight, Hellblade, Contraband, Twenty Twenty Three equals fire." And he is. That's what I talked about in the opening of this of this particular topic. 2023 has an opportunity to eclipse 2007, which by all accounts is and has been heralded as the best year in gaming history. And that is saying something. And uh, I think I think I think many people that do say that are onto something now. And let me John wrap this. Let me, let me say this real quick too, Boom. Sure, sure. Just real quick. I know we're wrapping up the show and we're going to get out of here pretty soon here. But let me just say this. I, I know there's a lot of discourse out there from Xbox people who say, oh, Sony gets away with this stuff all the time. Sony never gets held to the same standards as Xbox. Let me tell you something about that too. And these are just my thoughts. These are my opinions. Please, by all so, means, elaborate. Sony number one has earned that right through the decades to have some leeway. They've had their screw ups and been called out PS three generation. They were getting slaughtered left, right, and center. Okay. Nonstop. I was around during that time. I was in the forums. We didn't have social media like we do now. They were getting slaughtered. The SDF, which we used to call them back in the day, or they were called back in the day as Sony defense force could not stop what was being said about Sony back then the PS three, they got hammered. But what they've done is they've created this narrative through decades of producing top-notch, high-quality, well-known, well-established IP that allows them some, to, some leeway. Also, with the old way of doing business in the console market, that was okay to have happen. If you only had one or two AAA games back in the day from your first-party studios, that was okay. The difference now in 2022 is Xbox is is showing the future of how video game development is going to work. By acquiring all these studios, there's never been a company quite like, and we see an Embracer now with all their studios, but I'm talking about an actual console maker 
has never owned this many studios previously or tried to do a subscription service like Xbox is doing. They are setting the tone for everybody else right now because they are the leaders. They are breaking new ground in this industry. They are changing mindsets. They are changing entire business models from the way that things were done previously. So back in the day, even last generation with PS4, because of how Xbox stumbled, it was okay for Sony to sell hopes and dreams. It was okay for Sony to have delays or have their games take seven years to come out. But with what Xbox is trying to do here and how they're trying to change everything about the industry going forward, about how games are delivered, about accessibility across the entire globe, whether you're on your phone, console, TV, doesn't matter to them. With them trying to do that, There is going to be extra emphasis upon Xbox and this cadence of releases from their first party because it does make a difference in what their goals are now compared to the way it used to be when the market was capped at about 100, 120 uh, 120 million uh, consoles. That cap is what Microsoft is trying to explode. They're trying to get to 2 billion, 3 billion. You're not going to do that in the old fashion with not having those first party titles available and a lot of them available on a regular clip. That's the difference nowadays from my perspective as to why Xbox gets some more heat because they're trying to change things and they've got to prove this works and they haven't proven it quite yet. We've seen a lot of great results, but they got a lot yet. They've got to show everybody this works. This is why we're doing it this way. This is why we acquired all this talent because we can make this happen. So there's just a lot of questions out there, and I think that's why they get the extra kind of scrutiny that they do. Well, you know, at the end of the day, they've earned it. They, they, yeah. They've earned the leeway, unfortunately. Now, some people will disagree with me, and I hear you if you do, but you know what? They, uh, you know, look, may, maybe 2022, not the greatest of year for Sony. Uh, they, 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 they were they, this year riddled in controversy. Um, Horizon. Great looking game story seems to be incredible. I'm only eight hours into it, but the bugs ruined it for me so much so that I stopped playing the game. Right. Um, obviously, uh, Gran Turismo seven riddled with controversy with, uh, with microtransactions. Uh, Sifu was supposed to be a big exclusive for them. And unfortunately, <laughs> no one was talking about that game. And, and that's a shame because that game is fantastic from what I understand from, from, from people I've talked to. I didn't, I didn't buy it. I know it's a time exclusive and I'll, I'll get it on Xbox, but um, but we see them changing too. Boom! They're making games as a service. They got ten games as a service coming out in the next two years. Yeah. Okay. Bonkers. They, they're chasing Xbox now. So yeah. the what worked for Sony is going to get them by for a little bit, and their fan base is going to be extremely forgiving of delays because they can say, "Hey, we did put out all these first party titles. We've never put them out at the end of the year. So even if God of War gets delayed, there's going to be a lot of those excuses that say, hey, Sony never does holidays. We don't care. We got all these games up front this year. We're good. What about Xbox, right? That's what always a comeback is going to be. But Sony is now having to play by Xbox's rules slowly but surely. Again, that old mentality from Sony is there and Jim has to fight against that mentality and prove that what Xbox is doing is going to work for Sony as well. That's why they're acquiring studios because they know now they need more content on a regular basis. They're beefing up their teams. They know they can't have a naughty dog take seven years to come out with something. They've got to have other stuff in the works to make sure that the cadence is there for regular releases because they see what Xbox is going to be doing with this avalanche of games coming for the next foreseeable future. 
absolutely 100 percent. you you are you are right listen folks uh we got wow 350 people here i think this might be the most we've ever had on this new show remember this only episode 13 and uh, i'm glad everyone has has tuned in for the commentary uh real quick i, I do want to make an apology to the chat um xbox rules who is, is in a lot of my chats and i appreciate the enthusiasm uh, seemed to be a little out of sorts today, and I, I hid his comments uh, on the on, on the chat because he seemed to want to be fighting with everyone. Xbox rules. Listen, here's the thing, brother. I appreciate your enthusiasm. I appreciate the support. I can't have you fighting now. I unhid you from it, but I'm gonna tell Lethal Popper and any of my mods if you continue this line of shenanigans, you're just gonna get banned. The same way I have a problem with Sony guys coming in here and being complete a-holes, I will ban Xbox guys looking to fight and be a-holes as well. I don't care. This is this is a very, very friendly chat. Everyone here interacts with each other the way you, that I would expect. And I don't want any kind of, uh, any kind of infighting. Opinions, they're like a-holes, everybody. Everyone has one. And you're entitled to yours. But you can't come here... And keep saying Sony's trash and, and and talking about RAM and and then you said something disrespectful about people that like anime. Not going to stand for it. I will defend. I will lose subs to defend my chat, and I don't care about that. Subs mean nothing to me. These fine folks that come here every week, every every four times a week to watch what I put out there. You're you're in a family. You're an extension of my family, and I will defend you even if it costs me to lose subs. I don't care. So Xbox rules. I appreciate you being here, brother, but you got to tone it down because if you don't, next time you're out, Lethal Papa knows. He carries, folks, don't mess with Lethal, carries a very big stick, walks very quietly, right? So real quick, John Wolf, good friend of the program, uh, says, love hearing this. Uh, Justin, a very generous $10 super chat and says, love hearing the well thought and respectful conversation. Please hit that like button, everyone, and boom, you convinced me to take better care of the Bush and Mrs. Wolf thanks you. <laughs> 2023 will be fire. Of course, he's talking about Manscaped, which has uh, has been generous enough to uh, sponsor the channel for an entire four month, a uh, four week block, four four consecutive uh, weeks of primetime gaming. Which again, this is a very very small uh, this very small channel. And of course, I'm going to throw it if you want to if you want to support Boom, if you want to you know, trim that wood, you can get over to obviously manscape.com hit DBG 20 at checkout for 20% off of your total order and free shipping and tell them that boom sent you pong. This has been a magnificent conversation and I see a lot of people and I kind of want to comment on this folks. Listen, if you're wondering whether or not why we didn't cover today the Call of Duty situation. I tried to get Hoglaw on for tomorrow. He's he's hung up. He'll be back in June. He'll be guesting, uh, you know, for the first half hour block that he normally does uh, every now and again in June once he's done with some personal stuff. Obviously, he's he's a lawyer, so he's he's doing he's doing uh, you know work. Um, but the Call of Duty situation is going to be a topic that we are going to be covering tomorrow morning and again it's it's a speculative one for sure but it really does bring up some conversations pong as to in this 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 um investors hey what do you got going on for us in regards to marketing there were a lot of games there but call of duty was suspiciously 
absent from that slideshow. So a lot of people are questioning whether or not did Sony pull out of the marketing? Did Microsoft pay to break the contract? Did is is the biggest Call of Duty in what the past what decade going to be an Xbox Game Pass this November? Wow, we're going to talk all about that this Friday morning, 10 a.m. Eastern Standard Time with the new episode of Breakfast with Boom. But folks, that is your new uh, um, X-Vlog episode 13 with special guest Pong Soul. Obviously, this is, like I said, we're at 360 people here, Pong. That is the biggest amount of people we have had yet. And I think they're coming to see you, that is for sure. And the conversation, brother, sell your brand. You got two other shows you're doing today, which is amazing, yeah. but you got a real busy week coming up. Tell yeah. everyone where they can check you out. And more importantly, where could they subscribe? Absolutely. And get you and Steel to 1K on living split screen. Yeah, that's a big goal this year. First of all, boom, appreciate the invite. I'm glad you gave me plenty of time to make this work again. It's tough these days with my schedule, but I'm glad I could be here. Absolutely. I'm so thrilled to see this many people and a lot of our favorites and new people coming out to listen to us talk. Again, it's crazy to even think about that people want to come by and, and listen to us talk about an industry like this, but it is fantastic. That's why I joined this community. People having passion uh, like we do for all things about video games. And that's what we're here to do. So this was a great conversation. Boom. Love the one-on-one. You know that this two man crew stuff. I absolutely enjoy. I enjoy all my shows, enjoy all my extended family. I do love the two man shows because there's a lot of great conversation that can happen. So thank you, boom, for making this, uh, part of my day uh, and getting me uh, to be able to work from home today for one of the last few times, maybe so, but anyways, love you all. Thank you all for being here. You can find me Pong soul, Xbox Pong soul, Twitter, like boom said triple header today. Today is number one. I'm at home today. So I thought, why not take advantage? GPG reached out to me. Green pass gaming, the boys, the lads from across the pond. Yes. I'm joining them. Love those guys. Some of the coolest, most chill guys to sit around and talk video games with ever uh you know so please join green pass gaming this afternoon 3 p.m eastern two o'clock central time i will be there and we'll be talking some good stuff um over there and then tonight p.m in the p.m pong and mav in the p.m you know how we get down over there again two-man crew just me and Mav. but we're going to talk about all this news that's been happening this week again Nothing huge, gigantic. I mean, the PlayStation Plus stuff was cool. We're going to talk about all of it, though. So join us tonight. Fun Speculations Channel, 7 p.m. Eastern, 6 o'clock Central Time. Then tomorrow, Friday night, back over on Fun Speculations Channel, Xbox Ultimate, 9 p.m. Eastern, 8 o'clock Central Time. It's a wild time. You don't know how many people are going to have a panel. I think last week was nine. So you, you never know what you're going to get. We always have a good There's time. no gameplay when there's nine people. <laughs> no, no. And it gets crazy, right? Yeah, it, no, it, it gets crazy. crazy. Craig showed up, right? Craig showed up last week on Xbox Ultimate because fancy. Uh, sh- shout out to Caitlin. Of course, Mav's awesome, amazing wife and gamer herself. She shows up with a filter that makes her Craig and we lost it. We lost it for 45 minutes laughing, crying. It was incredible. So join us on Xbox Ultimate Friday nights over on Fun Speculation Channel, Saturday mornings. That's right, Living Split Screen, Mission 1K. My brother from another Steel Rain and I, get your weekend started. And if you're across the pond, we're going to keep your Saturday afternoon going because you're going to have three-plus hours 
Now we're pretty much at four on a consistent basis, but I don't want to commit to that because we never know what we have going on. But three plus hours of nothing. <laughs> you're but getting goodness. at least three hours, folks. Yeah, yeah, you're gonna get a lot of goodness. Steele and I bring the chat in. We talk about things that are being talked about in the chat. We bring community stuff in. I'm sure we're gonna talk about some of the nonsense going on in the community this week as well. But you know you're going to get it live, raw, and uncut. And like Steele likes to say, every Saturday morning, living split screen. Split screen is all one word. 10 a.m. Eastern, 9 o'clock Central Time, 3 p.m. BST Time, UK Time, however you want to say it. Be there. Bring a friend. Tell a friend. I'll be making a post tomorrow about it. So please check us out every Saturday morning. And then Saturday night's Shop Podcast, PTK, Blam, Fuzzy Belvedere, myself. And this week, I believe we do have a guest this week, uh, Level 1 Gaming. I believe we have fame. We got fame this week from Level 1 and. Uh, Level one gaming, amazing, amazing person, amazing gamer. Please drop in the shop podcast, 9 p.m. Eastern, 8 o'clock Central Time. We end your Saturday night with a great show. And PTK has started taking questions from the chat for about the last uh, hour, half hour of the show, depending on how much time we have. So please jump in there with your questions. We have a great time there. Otherwise, it is the golden age of gaming people. This is why we all love it. Best time ever to be a gamer. Do not let the circus. Take away your hype for anything or your excitement. Share your excitement with the rest of the community. Forget all those other nonsense, right? All those other people that want to bring you down, just forget about them. Play what you love, love what you play. I'll talk to y'all real soon. Thanks again. Thank you so much. Real quick, Danny, passion official, good friend of ours, right? Pong, he's always in the chat. He drops a very generous five dollars super chat and says, Starfield and Redfall uh, delayed, and Sony is still behind, in my opinion. He got himself a PlayStation 5 two-plus months ago, and they haven't pulled him away from game pass 70 dollars for a year old game come on and you're 100 right in saying so and we gotta give a, a a bit of a shout out to mike sperling uh mike uh where, 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 i just saw his comment over here he is mike series x sperling in the chat uh, pong he is just now recovering from surgery and he says watching two of my favorites on a great podcast well brother it's great yeah. to have you here hopefully, heal up mike yeah glad, much glad love, to hear much, you're out man yeah hopefully you you recover very very quickly and uh thank you for the kind words and ladies and gentlemen thank you so much for making this one of the most successful x vlogs to date hopefully you enjoyed the commentary hopefully you'll come back um and if you're new to the channel folks please we are closing in on being under 1,300 away from 12K. Mrs. Boomstick and I hit uh, 10K in January, uh, live on the air on the Iron Lords podcast, as a matter of fact. And our goal, our personal goal, is to hit 12K, and we're, and we're grinding. And we're just a little bit over 1,300 away. We'd love to hit that. If you're new and you're finding the channel for the first time, please, by all means, consider subscribing. And before you guys get on out of here, hit that like button. But, of course, I'm going to close out the show with something that is important to me, folks. Hopefully, one day it will be important to you. And that's something that my dad taught me with kids. And he said, son, treat others. How you want to be treated, and also it doesn't cost anything to be nice. You live by those rules, and I can guarantee you're going to have an awesome day. So take care, everyone, and we'll see you next week on the newest episode of X Vlog Live.